Arissa. Hey, Arissa. Hey, Arissa. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about <laughs> Big Brother. My name is Brett. I'm Danielle. Danielle, how's it going for you? Oh my gosh, it's actually going really well. Um, <laughs> despite <laughs> despite the fact that despite the fact that Toronto, where I live, is now had like a one week of freedom and is now back in lockdown, and I am months away from getting a vaccine, I still feel pretty good about my life. You know, you have to look on the sunny side of things. You are playing your own private version of BB Canada. Much like our friends in the house, you're also locked in in Canada. You're also very exclusive, sneaking kisses in the 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 freezing rain, in the rain, (laughs) throwing spaghetti down people's pants. Can I just say, when they were kissing in the rain, all I could look at were Beth's UGG slippers. I was like, those are gonna get so wet and gross. God, I couldn't tear my eyes away. I didn't even notice that, but she would. She would. Um, we have some stuff that we must discuss before BB can though, oh, as usual. Of course, absolutely. I don't think we'll go as in depth <laughs> onto the, the 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 third and fourth hours of the, the Snyder cut this week. Do you agree? <laughs> right. to, do you agree to those ground rules that, rules this week, Danielle? I can agree to this. I can. <laughs> right. I can give my word. The truth has been um, made. There have been a couple trailers that came out this week. Trailer drop season. <laughs> The movie theaters are closed, but our hearts are open. If you thought we weren't going to discuss the Space Jam trailer. And now, I'm sorry, it's Space Jam. What is it? Space Jam New Beginnings? A new legacy. (laughs) Okay, a new legacy. If you were sick and tired of that old legacy, (laughs) let me tell you, our friends at Warner Brothers have cooked up something new, fresh. It's the same movie. I, um, so I forced myself to watch this trailer because I saw a couple tweets about it. Sure. I mean, what is your, we know huge, we know huge American football fan. We know you're a huge Mm. fencing fan. We're going to talk about a sport later on that you're really into. What do you, what is your feeling about Space Jam Mm. colon the first movie? So I really don't have, I do not have a, an emotional relationship with this film the way clearly some people do. Man. Um, I remember I saw it yeah. and I it made very little impression on me. I did. Did you see it as a kid or as an adult? As a child. Okay. And I, which is when you should be seeing these movies. Um, Stop making I my point listened, for me. <laughs> I listened to um, the How Did This Get Made about Space Jam this summer. Mm. And it sort of reminded me of like, yeah, this is not because even the episode of How Did This Get Made, I didn't find that good. So I was like, wow, this movie must have really not given them much to work with. It must have really just been kind of boring. And the trailer for the new one looks like the exact same plot line. And the exact same thing, which to me as an adult, I have to say, looks very boring. Man, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot wrong with this world that we're, like, pinning on the boomers for, like... (laughs) Oh, Oh, don't get me started. I know, but I'm going to make it... I'm going to make a... I'm making my second point here. This is just setting up my point. I think I know what it is. Okay, go ahead. There's a lot to blame. Cigarettes poisoning our lakes and rivers and waterways. (laughs) Our air. The ozone layer's got a big old hole in it. Just because some old fucks want to raise their stock prices, 
Mighty Ducks, the new legacy. King Kong versus Godzilla, the new legacy. Uh, Gossip Girl, the new legacy. <laughs> Space Jam, the new legacy. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta take blame as millennials for this shit because it is out of fucking control. Space Jam. I agree. I really liked Space Jam when I first saw it when I was nine years old, and then when I saw it again as an adult, this movie is fucking trash. Michael Jordan is not a good actor. And like Looney Tunes are funny. I do like the Looney Tunes. I remember watching the Looney Tunes. This movie, this movie fucking <laughs> sucks. And there's this whole like culture of people in their late 20s and 30s who have reverence for this movie and probably have not watched it. Everyone who's like crazy about Space Jam, I guarantee you, has not watched the movie since they were a child. Because or, if they watch well, it again, my, they'd be like, actually, I don't think we need another one of these. No, here's the thing. I I totally am with you and I agree. I think there's something truly wrong with us millennials. Like there's the zoomers, some wires got crossed. The zoomers we're are disgusting. Right. Yeah. They are right. They are right. We are disgusting. I include myself in this, okay? Because I'm a millennial. But no, I think it's totally the opposite. I think we as a generation went so hard on irony and so hard on like loving things that are bad that I think people, the original people who liked this movie rewatch it and they recognize it's so bad, but they're still like, they refuse to admit they don't that like it is. the movie. They like the feeling they had of exactly. being nine years old mm -hmm. of that R Kelly song coming out and it being inspirational. And they didn't have to think about <laughs> child molestation. Good morning. Yeah. Welcome to Hey Julie. Here we are talking about <laughs> R. Kelly pissing on kids. No, you're right. I mean, it's just base. It's the most basic definition of nostalgia. And like, I enjoy, yeah. listen, I enjoy a summer night where I eat ice cream outside and I'm transported back to being a child as well. But you got to draw the line somewhere. We are 30 somethings. We are adults. We pay taxes. We hopefully, if you're lucky, still have employment. We have health insurance. We I am in my late early grow 30s. Up. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> Anyways, I just like, okay, so I actually, I have the inside scoop on this movie in that I know someone who saw a early cut of it. Um, and this movie, I trust this person's opinion that this movie knew the new one is fucking horrible yeah. and even more of an abomination of than the first one. Um, of course it is. Can I just I, ask? I, can I, I have okay. two? I'm going to just say this. I usually okay. have two minutes to spare on a trailer. I see that's trending. I have two minutes to spare on any trailer. <laughs> yeah, I turned this bullshit off after 90 seconds. I was like, okay, this is only 30 more seconds left and I'm doing nothing else today. This came out on a Saturday where I had nothing to do. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather have 30 seconds of silence, of staring <laughs> at the building across the street from my window. And I took well, that. I, this was awful. This was horrible. This, I, yeah, I, I, I'm out of words. Well, I think you might have missed this part, but <laughs> at a certain part, they show like all these different characters from like, I don't know, the vault of Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's Ready if, Player One. Yeah, but like, I don't relate to this. Who? Like, I know millennials were pathetic, but like, which millennials are like, 
Oh, thank God they showed the Flintstones. Like, who oh, cares? You know that IP is being <laughs> relaunched on Paramount Plus. On oh, of course. HBO Max. All of it Sorry. Is, I just don't, I don't. I can't relate to this, even though I'm very aware as we're talking about this, I'm sort of like, wait, I have a podcast about a show that I was obsessed with when I was 15. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> listening brother. to it right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, also, I love the Looney Tunes. I, f- I think of them as like the ultimate comic cartoon, you know, tag team ragamuffins sure. like many. I, I never watched has anyone ever watched Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse in a cartoon? Are they even in cartoons other than stuff for like two-year-olds? Well, there's like Goofy movie. Goofy's in it. <laughs> Disney cartoons, Disney like golden era cartoons, Lion King, that shit is good. But like the actual yeah. like Disney roster of like Minnie and Goofy and Pluto, it's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Taffy Tuck will stick movie. a bomb up your ass <laughs> and Are laugh they in about this it. Movie? What? Are they in this movie? I don't even no. think so. I don't you even can't, think so. You can't cross those wires. That's Disney and this is Warner Brothers. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying is like oh, those okay. cartoons suck. But, but even watching this, I'm like, are the Looney Tunes the best like delivery mechanism <laughs> for, for this basketball game? For this space jam? Like, <laughs> I don't I, I actually don't really watch SpongeBob. Like I, I, all these the Sponge, the proliferation of SpongeBob memes across the internet has been a real, a real uh, confronting thing. Because like I think I find them funny. I, th- I think I understand them, but I've actually never seen SpongeBob. Right. Like maybe LeBron James should be playing with SpongeBob. It actually <laughs> feels like that might connect with the kids more. Yeah, I don't know, and I like LeBron James. <laughs> No, this he's is not, not a good guy, an anti-LeBron James podcast. I'll say it. We like him. He's not a good actor. He was so good in Trainwreck. He wasn't. Amari Stoudemire was good in Trainwreck. I disagree. But well, I, I saw think he was good wreck, too, And but... I saw the Trainwreck ahead. I saw, oh my God, this is the fucking tryout for Space Jam 2. And it was. <laughs> and Amari Stoudemire was funnier and better in Trainwreck than LeBron James. There, wow. I said it. <laughs> well, listen, we also often say that we're not here to yuck anyone's yum and we don't want to like shit on people's favorite things. But at a certain point, I go back to what I was saying earlier. Grow up. I love saying grow up. It's my favorite insult. I say it all the time. Just gr- grow up. <laughs> we, I can't like, what did I like when I was a child? Madeline? Like, I don't want Madeline rebooted, gritty, a little orphan living in the, with Miss Clavel. You know who's going to play Madeline? Millie Bobby the Brown. <laughs> I was going to say Get the redhead from Riverdale. <laughs> um, it, it's just nostalgia gone wild. We know Millie Bobby Brown's have... going to be in Space Jam. What's weird is like, isn't, I could be totally off here, but don't millennials... We're pretty childless. Like, we're not having kids the way we should be. I have a so dog. Even a dog worse. is a child. <laughs> yeah, but it's even worse. Like, it's just all these adults. All these pathetic I 30-somethings. Saw, I saw a tweet that I'm not going to credit because I can't remember who, who, who tweeted it. But it was, like, for millennials, like, the child, like, what equivalent, like, what the equivalent is for, like, a millennial versus, like, a boomer, for instance. A house plant equals a pet. A dog, mm-hmm. a pet 
equals a child and then an actual child equals like some sort of exotic animal mm. you know yes. <laughs> so i do have a child and then i have a dog and i have a number of pets and i have three house plants so i have three right. i have three pets and one child you know what um i, I, I got my whole i got a whole thing set up i'm a single dad i'm a single dad um i want to just say one tweet i saw regarding the space jam trailer that i thought was very funny yeah. it was ashley Fe feinberg if you know who she is she was like wouldn't it I would kill to see the movie where in Space Jam, they don't win and he just never gets to see his son again. Yeah. <laughs> it is a weird, why do they take the son away? And didn't they do that in the first one too? Uh, no, well, in the first one, he like, he Child gets abductors. Sucked. No, No, his son, his, his children are in, not in danger. There are no oh. children in jeopardy in, in the first movie. I don't know. They take him away. So... I got to I'm, I'm on the IMDb page now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zendaya is Michi. Is Michi. She is playing Lola Bunny. Yeah. And this is another thing. What's the deal? Why? You are sick. You are disgusting. Me? All men are sick. Because I didn't realize, I didn't even remember who the hell Lola Bunny was. But She's apparently, only in the she, first has movie. Quite, she has quite a stable of fans who are interested in more than just her animal tendencies. They love her looks. So they in the first movie, hot. she's wearing like a crop top. And the second one, she's just wearing more of a, a unisex tank top. And, and that's what the, con I, the controversy is. I'm not fully aware. I don't know. I just know that she was a sex symbol for you perverts. Gabriel Iglesias, Mr. Fluffy himself, <laughs> plays Speedy Gonzalez in this movie. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Did you know? Of course you wouldn't. At Staples Center, there's like a lot of parking structures around it. Yeah. Uh, which is like the big arena in downtown Los Angeles where, uh, you know, it's a big arena. Mr. F Fluffy himself, Gabriel Iglesias, <laughs> has a spot, like a full-time spot just dedicated to him. Because he performs there so much? I guess so. I don't know. I was like leaving wow. a, a, a basketball game there a couple years ago and I'm walking because I'm in this parking structure and I walk in like literally right next to the like basically the closest spot from the of like closest to the exit of the parking structure like to cross the street and then you're at the arena there's a spot and like spray painted on there like an official like and a little sign it says Gabriel Iglesias I'm like, Fluffy. Fluffy's got like LeBron James <laughs> doesn't even have a spot maybe he does <laughs> Fluffy's got his own spot that no one can I park mean, he in is He's very successful. He's incredibly successful. Good for him. <laughs> but I was like, but also he's incredibly successful. But also I didn't think he was like employee of the month. Fluffy parks here permanently. Well, now you do. <laughs> Pay, show some respect. At the Madison Square Garden of the West. <laughs> um, we've discussed Space Jam for 15 oh minutes. God. There is another trailer I would like to oh talk about. Oh my God. I have yet to talk about my thing. All right, talk about your thing first, because I brought up Space Jam. Danielle, have I talked about how I'm out on Netflix, the service yes, on this podcast? You've gone off. You have gone off. How there's off. nothing yeah. for me. It's all sh it's all like yeah. CW, like sexy shows. 
Yeah. I imagine Bridgerton is sexy because everyone likes it. That's what people said. Uh, it was very boring. You me. have a very high... What normal people think is sexy doesn't even scratch the mm. surface for you. There has to no. be a lot of of pain. Lust, yeah. There has to be a lot of like, <laughs> oh, they're strapped in. It has in. to be very obvious. They're strapped, I need, yeah. It needs to be obvious. Yeah, okay, go Anyways, ahead. You need to see the nip, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so I did start watching something and I'm back in. I'm still not paying for Netflix. Got you, Netflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching something called what I told you, Danielle, Formula One colon Drive to Success. <laughs> Which is not what it's called. It is called Formula One Drive to Survive. This is the correct name of the series. <laughs> so people have been chirping about it online because then the third season came out. I was like, I got nothing to do. And I, I like sports. We all know that. But I know zilch about auto racing and particularly European open wheel auto racing, which is what Formula One is. And this is this like a three. There's three seasons in the series. So I just started with season one, which takes place in like 2017 or 2018. And it's fantastic because I know nothing about it. And so there's a lot of drama. Whereas if I watched a, a new season of Hard Knocks, which is like a, a similar NFL-based sort of documentary series. I know what happens. And I follow NFL news all the time, partially because it's my job, partially because I just act as if as if it's my job. <laughs> so when like stuff happens, when someone gets into a crash or someone wins a race, I'm like, oh, shit, this person won. Or, uh, I, I don't know. It's just really well made. Danielle, you might like it. There's lots of like, oh, we're in Drama? Monaco. They're, we're in Monaco this week. And like, look at all the fancy okay. people in their boats. And there's, like you know, there's there's like the rich teams with like the young Ooh. the drivers who've been born with a silver spoon in their mouth. But we also follow a lot of this this younger driver from Australia who's like scrappy. He's scrappy. He's swarthier than the other Underdog, guys. He's, yeah, because he, they're all like very hot and very German. And he's the Australian guy is extremely hot as well, but like in a different sort of way. I haven't seen Bridgerton, yeah. but it's Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, going 100 miles per hour, baby. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Is there drama? Oh, there's tons of drama of like who's going to win. You know, there's teammates. You know, when you are when you drive professionally yeah. for auto racing, you have teammates. There are other people who are, you know, part of the same company. And like when you get into a crash with your own teammate, it's like high drama or this person's like, all right, I'm going to leave the – the uh you know mercedes team and go to the ferrari team and there's there's a lots of there's lots of good stuff or like oh you know he came in for the pit stop but the the guy who gets the tires ready was sleeping on the job and his tires weren't there and his pit stop Whoa. took six <laughs> seconds instead of three seconds so it's not like anyone's doing it with each other's wives or anything we haven't gotten there yet okay well that's the kind of drama i'll let I'm you know in. i'll let you know okay. but there has not been there hasn't been any sexy stuff to, <sighs> to darn you know, to my dismay, right. to your dismay. But well, it sounds like you're back on the Netflix bandwagon. Yeah. To my surprise, I looked this up as well. There have been three seasons of this. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> I think the third, the third season is lit. Everyone's like y yammering about it online. So I was like, all right, I have nothing to do. I yeah yeah. Well, listen. 
I'm happy for Netflix. They've got another sucker back, back in line. Oh yeah, That's totally. You. Yeah, <laughs> texting my brother. Um, What's the password again? <laughs> um, well, listen. I'm glad that you found something that you enjoy watching. I there is one other trailer I did want to discuss, which is the Zola trailer. Cool. I didn't. Do you see remember? It. No. Do you remember this? This is a movie based on a tweet thread. Do you remember? I that? read about this. I, I, I saw <laughs> Zola and then people were tweeting about it. And I was like, okay, I'm not really interested. And then I saw something else that said it was based on a tweet thread. And I was like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm so really afraid. I'm really afraid to click on this now. <laughs> well, I remember the night when the tweet thread came out. And it was a lot of fun. But I will say this. I'll watch this movie. I'm excited for it. But it's sort of the same bag as Space Jam for me, where oh. I'm like, we were in such a different place when this initial tweet what thread came out. What was the tweet out. thread about? It was like just this girl being like, everyone strap in. I'm going to tell you a story about me and this white girl stripper named Zola, I'm pretty sure, and how we like tried to screw these guys out of this money, but we got to, we had went to jail. We had like, she, they had all these misadventures, right? And Immediately, it was this viral tweet thread, and immediately it was announced, like, this thread has been optioned for a movie. The movie's going to be directed by this fabulous director. It's going to star, like, I don't know, what's her name? Um, Riley Cuff, <laughs> Elvis's granddaughter. And it was going to go to Sundance, blah, blah, blah. So it was just like, wow, how exciting. This was all back in, like, 2014, I think. Oh, God. This was a long time ago. Oh, God. Everything was so different then. Back when you could be excited about something like this. Now, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm making a, a little prediction. I don't think this movie is going to be as satisfying as we want it to be. I'm sorry. We already had Spring Breakers. I know everyone's like thirsty for that. I love Spring Breakers. In this I house, do too. And I, I say Spring I do too. all the time. <laughs> Always. But like, I think we're just too desperate for something to take that, take that reign. And I don't know that this is going to be it. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm not that optimistic about the actual movie. It's been too long. We've changed too much. It fe I mean, just from what you described, it feels like it's a movie for four people. <laughs> yeah. Like a small percentage of people who were very online in 2014. Yeah. So, well, and listen, that was me. That so was you. We'll but see. I was online. I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of being online, just one last thing I wanted to say that I watched this week. Okay. The WeWork documentary. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it is two thumbs down. Oh. <laughs> it sucked. It was so bad. Because here's the thing. Nostalgia again. I wanted this to be like a Firefest-esque expose of like an absolute monster and yeah. how stupid everyone was and blah, blah, blah. And mostly I watched it being like, well, he was a really good salesman and everyone else is pretty dumb. But like, why would you let yourself believe that renting desks was like akin to inventing, you know, an iPad? It like, feels it's like it's not. more <laughs> a, a smaller part of like a larger docu-series about like how sort of galaxy brain venture capital bro yeah. disruptor tech. A hundred percent. Is like just ruining the world. And like, that's just one aspect of it where it's like this guy was like, I'm going to buy up all the most expensive real estate in the world and rent it out to people at uh, 
at a scale that doesn't make a profit. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, and it's keep just... promising more and more. And we're going to turn them into elementary schools and you'll have to, and you could like rent out, you know, you can just send your kids to elementary school here. Or you yeah. Can build your rocket ship. Yeah, you apart- can live here. Yeah. It's like, yeah. who fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the people who just like want to literally live in, at their office and they don't. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it seems like it's, it, there should be an episode about him. It, sh- it should be a larger thing painting the broader picture of like, why this totally. sucks, why Postmates sucks, why Uber sucks. Yeah, because so. none of these places, it, that's the thing. As I was watching, I was like, this isn't that different from a lot of companies. You know, they're comparing it to Uber. I'm like, Uber also is not profitable. No, <laughs> like, none of these companies also... are. <laughs> yeah. All these companies so are why like, are we saying? wait a minute. Just hold on. We need another $14 billion. And we promise you in 2044, when we can kill all of our actual human drivers and we just have a robot (laughs) fleet of drivers we estimate will only murder four percent of pedestrians a year but it Mm -hmm. will be worth it for us to turn a profit like yo bookmark this episode 2031 (laughs) it's gonna be a thing like all the time on the news where it's just like a fucking uber car that was driven by a robot fucking killed some people and Uber's official response is like, yeah, we're just in a beta program and, you know, we're taking this, uh, you know, it's really good user input and, and, you know, we, I just this, just the whole fucking piss in bottles thing, but about actually killing people with cars. Yeah. You know, what's really sad. <laughs> fucking life. 2031 <laughs> is 10 years away. It's not that far away. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, we have got to talk about Big Brother. I know people are absolutely dying. You are dying listening Again, to us talk about niche trailers. On bullshit. <laughs> so, um, lot happened this week on Big Brother. <laughs> Big Brother Canada. Victoria was the invisible HOH. We knew this. Um, here's something. What did you think about the way she told Kiefer that she was the invisible HOH? Victoria's flying a little bit close to the sun, I, th- I think. like I think so, too. I mean, we, in our spoiler section last week, we were a little bit curious about her strategy of going after Austin and Brayden. And I, I kind of was really interested to hear her explanation, which was just like, they were really close with me when I was HOH. And then when I wasn't HOH, they were like, they fucked off and... All right, that's fine. Yeah. But especially when we get to the spoiler section for this episode, I, I don't know. I, I only see one end game forming, <laughs> and it's not an end game with Victoria in it. I know she she got too confident. She got too cocky. She's a and great player, she, but she's but she is she's fantastic. The way she played so many things this week. From but she's he, fixated on the wrong thing. That's the problem. Yeah, she's a really good player, but her targets are bad. Yeah, and like to gloat for three episodes in a row to do all this shocked, crying, accusatory stuff. You, she does like one of the great lying moves in Big Brother, which is when I think in um in Thursday's episode at post veto when you know she's going around afterwards and and saying that. Uh, hey, actually, Austin and Brayden have been the ones, you know, throwing my name out there. You know, you know, like 
that's such a great lying move is like whenever you're kind of against the wall, you just like accuse someone else and everyone fucking believes yeah. it. And <laughs> she, she really played so much stuff right from the nominations to getting Rohan and Beth and uh, I'm sorry, uh, T- uh, Tara and, and Tina kind of all mm-hmm. mixed up post veto to, to get Rohan to not use it. She did really great individual moves where you're like, okay, wow. Even Kiefer says it. Wow, holy shit. You're like one of the best play like better players like we've ever seen. Yeah. But the broad picture of what the moves were aiming to do doesn't really add up to like a great overall exactly. strategy. Yeah, that's the kind of bummer. Cause I really let's face it. She was jelly. She was a jelly belly. That's why she, she wanted, wanted to get either. She wanted Brayden to be her best friend. I think she wanted one of them. She didn't want to be the third wheel, you know, and she clearly was was the third wheel in that relationship. So you have to get rid of one. It's a personal move. Is it going to help her game so far? No, I don't think it is. And it was just like, like, as you said, it was a lot of great fun, big brother playing. But to what end? <laughs> like, truly to what end? Yeah, I, I mean, I said this on last week's podcast, or, or maybe it was two weeks ago. I just said, I outlined the right, like, here's what's going to happen now. Austin, mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to list the order in which people are evicted. Austin, <laughs> Brayden, Tina, Tara, Victoria. Like, that's just it. And yeah. It, so much of this week really focused on Jed and um, Beth and Ty, who are in such a good spot. And I don't so even good. think they're playing particularly well. They're not. They're just Why? hanging out with each other. Like, Tashawn, by the way, when I'm on Big Brother, my style of play, aside from other than the part where I'm like six foot four and really hot. <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> aside from that i'm gonna have a very similar style of play to ty which is kind of i'm gonna like i'll have my close people and anytime i'm accused of anything i'm just gonna act really suspicious because i cannot control my face i love ty <laughs> but he is just like always walking around and like kind of giggling and smiling and he looks super <laughs> suspicious when when there's like a secret hoh going on people are like are you the invisible hoh he's like uh, no Well, (laughs) here's the thing. People ask us sometimes about, (laughs) maybe I'm making this up, the difference between BBK and BBUS, what we prefer between BBK and BBUS. This is something clearly that's a problem in both um, versions of the franchise, which is that the interesting players go home first. I don't. The boring players are lying low and they're going to be in final five. And it's super weird too, this like fear of like, Oh, well, we can't go after the guys. What have they ever done in this game? They haven't they, won they, a competition. It's just their social game, right? Yeah. They've, yeah, it's the social game of like the innate human feeling of you're in a room with a tall, hot person and you're like, <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you want me to make you a cake right now? I'll just make a, I'll just go store make you. I'll just like make you a cake from scratch right now if you want. Like, can I make you happy? Let me Can make I make you, you happy? happy? Please (laughs) spit in my mouth, daddy. I'll do anything. (laughs) That's some Bridgerton shit right there. I have no Um, clue what Bridgerton is about. I I think they probably do that in Bridgerton, but I didn't make it that far because it was boring. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So Victoria, as we said, she puts up Austin and Brayden. They do not win the POV. Rohan wins the POV. Rohan, comp king. Oh, yes. Comp beast. Comp Vito. Emperor. Royalty. Comp imperial <laughs> destructor. Like, credit where it's due. We don't like Rohan's um, style of communication, but he is a very good Vito player. Yeah. <laughs> I w- Rohan's like a person to root for in this game. He's like trying, he's winning. He's kind of a hot mess. Oh, I, absolutely. I like it. I like how he tells everyone, like, I would not, he's the last person I would trust in this house. He told them to their face, yeah, I'm going to use the veto. Multiple times. Why would you even say that? Why even say it? Just play it off. Like, I don't know. I got to see, but I'm gunning for it. You know, like, I wouldn't even, you don't commit to it. Yeah, super, super weird. Don't you learn that from business? Or maybe in business <laughs> yeah, exactly. school, you promise everything and then you just do the opposite thing. I don't know. I don't know. In that moment, he was not a strategic partner manager. No. He was a strategic partner assistant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make it to the big time yet. Uh, um, Danielle, you like horror films, yeah. right? I do. How I did do. you feel about the like secret T two thousand like snooping around behind people in the, the in, in, a, in the nomination <laughs> ceremony? Did it was a little chills? weird. Honestly, it was. I found it very slow. I was like, <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> I was like, can I fast forward? Just do it already. Just say who's nominated. Like, there's someone's drawing it out. Like, none of us think this is actually a cool special effect. No so why must we... <laughs> that there is like an otherworldly being <laughs> secretly I'm walking thinking... among the house. Like, that they got Victoria, <laughs> who's sitting there on the couch. They cloned her, and then they made her clone invisible so she could stab Victor- uh, Austin and Brayden in the back. I was more thinking about like the direction that the producer was giving them over the intercom while they were doing this. Like, all right, everyone now look like a a cool breeze is going through the room. It's right behind you, but you don't know where. (laughs) A baby cries um, in the attic, but you don't have an attic. (laughs) Um, So Rohan does not use the POV. And they hug him and they're okay with it. What is wrong with them? I don't know. He literally said to your face several times, why at that point aren't you mad? I don't get it. What does Rohan have to lose by using it? Right, like, I, I guess he can, yeah, he's not going up. So what's it to him? Yeah, Who are his, the, who's oh, his number one ally? Oh, he said Victoria was, didn't he? I don't even know. I thought it was, I thought, no, I thought, <laughs> wasn't it Austin? Didn't he say it was Austin? Like there's, oh, if you uh, use it, there's at least a chance that Austin and Braden can stay. And you say that Austin's your number one, like your number one, save her because she's absolutely going home against that. Like yeah. if he, Braden goes up so against bad. a random person, maybe like Braden stays, <laughs> even if it's, I, I guess if he uses it, he's potentially making, if he, if he truly believes that Ty has the HOH, he's making an enemy out of that three and right. four, because it's Kiefer. I don't think he knows Kiefer is working with them. And then potentially creating a uh, enemies out of Tina and Tara, who would okay. like one of whom might like might be the the Go renom up. or whatever. Yeah. But it's like 
Hey, you're the. No, you're right, though. You're the. You have the veto. You don't know who the HOH is. Just spin the chaos wheel and you and you can't get hurt like for it. Like you might actually spinning the chaos wheel gives you at least a 10 percent chance that there will be an opt strategic partnerships manager. You think strategically like a 10 percent <laughs> chance that like a good thing will happen instead of not using it. And there's a 100 percent chance a bad thing will happen. So I, I, I don't get it. Especially because I think you're right. It was Austin who was his number one, which made this absolutely insane and insane Insane choice to make. Also, this is the week of an invisible HOH. Yeah, why can't you have a little fun and cause a little chaos if no one's speaking on who the HOH is? If you win yeah. veto, why don't you say like, hey, listen, I'm going to go sit in that room. I want everyone to come chat with me. If your HOH tell me and I will not use it. If you, if no one tells me who HOH is, I'm using it. So yeah. here's a chance to save your friends Put or someone whoever. else's feet to the fire. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. whatever. I know I'm like <laughs> I know I'm like eight weeks late on this, but the veto necklace looks like something you would win at like a cannabis competition. In the Norway. veto necklace looks like something Brett would wear to his late night industry rave party that he's going to go to <laughs> once the vaccine cannabis hit. is for the after party. Oh, sorry. Um, so he doesn't use it, and then we don't really. I mean. I don't know. Eviction episode is just sort of like whatever. Nothing really exciting happened to this. <laughs> can we can we scroll through the week in uh, product placement? <laughs> sure. I had a fear. I was afraid. I was like the invisible HOH was behind me last week when I was like, right. Danielle, who is going to get the Wendy's? <laughs> And they also, did, did something she, where they were like, they must have separated everybody into different rooms or yeah. whatever. Because she's walking like, freely no in the see? house. Yeah. How did no one see that? They must that have been so... able to smell the Dave's double afterwards. <laughs> so anyways, that she happened. There was not. Yeah. I, I really wish like some random person was, you know, like Tara coming to the storage room. The invisible HOH has granted you an Asiago chicken ranch sandwich. <laughs> Still be yeah. able to give someone the, the Wendy's. Share a Wendy's. Can, come on. Yeah, it's, come it's, on. It's Easter. Danielle, tell me you can't talk about a segment for legal reasons without telling me you can't <laughs> talk about a segment for legal reasons. <laughs> I personally loved the TikTok segment. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. This one made me break out in hives. Okay. The spaghetti, the spaghetti fight. Ew. Yeah. I I honestly, I'm telling you right now, I fast forward it. I saw that there was a pre, there was like a little teaser that yeah. it was going to happen. And I was like, this is disgusting. I'm not watching this. I, I fast forwarded it. I had to learn how to use, you know, I have an Apple TV, which has the tiny little controller. Oh, yeah. And I never knew how to use the fast forward on it. <laughs> and I taught myself so that I would not have to watch this segment. Sidebar. I have a Apple. Hit me up. I have an idea. For $89.99, <laughs> you should sell a fucking giant two by four that comes with like a little a little bit of duct tape. So people can <laughs> duct tape the Apple TV remote, the bottom part of it, to the two by four, so they don't fucking lose it all the time. <laughs> yes, 
so small. It's tiny. And it's black. That thing is made to hide between couch cushions. Oh my God. Oh my God. Apple. Come on. Also, how do you charge it? Mine says it's at 20%. There's a and little I've lightning tra- tried charger. charging it. There's a lightning charger I on tried. the bottom. It didn't work. That's on you. That's on you <laughs> okay. and Tim Cook. Right? You plugged it into something? <laughs> yeah, I plugged it into two different types of chargers and it still flashes 20% on screen when I try um, to use it. On the bottom, blow on it. There might be dog hair. Oh, that's very true. It is shedding season. It's shedding season, ladies and gents. So they had to... The haves had to make a spaghetti mess and then afterwards say that they weren't going to clean it up. And then the have-nots, courtesy of Sunlight, which I thought was called Sunshine the entire time, and I typed out Sunshine (laughs) multiple times on my notes. (laughs) Sunlight was like, yo, you got to use our fucking awesome-ass soap and and like mop fluid to clean this up. So then all these hungry ass, grumpy ass people, Austin was crying. And I was like, I'm, I'm with you. If I had to clean up spaghetti <laughs> that I couldn't even eat, like after being it's not so like, told essentially I'd be going home, I would legit yeah. cry in the shower like she did. Uh, Horrible. And they had to clean it up. And then be like, wow, it was so easy to clean up with this fucking <laughs> soap. Thank you, Sunlight. And oh, then God. they all got a calamari dinner. Even the have-nots? I no, the have-nots. No, so they, yeah, the have-nots afterwards are like, the have-nots, you did such a good job that you get an oh, Italian nice. meal. And they only showed Why? calamari. And then Jed was pouring <laughs> red wine from a decanter. Oh, well, that's nice. I do like that they get wine and beer more frequently than the U.S. house seems to. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for that play-by-play. I'm glad that I didn't have to watch it. What soap do you buy into Canada? So, I mean, I, I don't even know what the brand is called. I usually use Mrs. Myers, but sometimes I buy like oh. store brand. Okay. Okay. What do you use? Dawn. The Dawn Blue is like the best oh, one. Yeah, they Dawn. use that on like pelicans who've been like, like trapped in oil spills. Yeah, I've used some Dawn. It's but the stuff. blue one, not the not other colors of Dawn, the Dawn Blue. <laughs> you know I'm a messy boy. <laughs> Spaghetti down the pants. <laughs> it happens. So it's a unanimous vote. <laughs> yeah, boring. And Austin goes home. Boring. What was we your... Did get... oh, I was gonna say, oh, sorry. What was you going to say? Well, no, you do yours because um, mine's part of a bigger question. Okay, mine's a short question. This uh, BB Canada house, you have to walk up these stairs... Not very accommodating to our differently abled friends, by the way. No. Like. True. <laughs> anyways, you walk True. up the stairs and you have this stage and you're like, you get your line. What's your line, Danielle? Well, you walk out those automatic doors. So it's not a thing. Is it actually all planned to have this line? I don't know, but I feel like almost everyone They've this year has one. done. I don't think Josh did because I don't think Josh got gets the memo on, on much and he was going through heroin withdrawals anyway. So um what is my line? <laughs> I'll go first. Y'all thought okay, okay, go ahead. CBS, get the bleep button ready. Cornbread, fuck y'all. I'm out. <laughs> I think I would try to be like 
You all think you did something by getting me out, but I'm going to a place when, where I can have a Wendy's chicken asiago oh, every day of the week. Later, bitches. You're the new face of Wendy's. You are Wendy. <laughs> I, my one other thing, I'd have to think about it, but it would be something like, you know, the hidden veto is in the bathroom or like something where it would right. be like, people would be like, oh shit, is there actually like a twist going on? And just to freak people out for like five days. Well, that's what I... This whole week, that's what I'm thinking. Like, obviously, we love Victoria because she does some chaotic things, and that's really fun. Yeah. And she is also playing quite well. But um, I was like, why wouldn't Ro... For some reason, I'm fixated on why Ro... And of course, I know the answer. It's because Ro is a strategic partnerships manager. He's boring. He's not going to play a fun, exciting game. He's going to play a very boring game. But I was like, why can't one of them just cause a little chaos? It's the fucking week. Why wouldn't someone be like, I'm HOH? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, why wouldn't you know, no one knows? How do you prove it? Yeah. It's more fun to do something this week. Aaron it's such Eckert, a fun idea. Stepping out from the from the press conference. I'm the Batman. <laughs> it's like Commissioner an Gordon take me thing in. To do. Yeah, something. <laughs> but whatever. Boring. Um, Maybe if she hadn't been HOH, Victoria would have done that. You know, maybe we were robbed, actually. I do know that people are missing our hot or not segments. We talked about the the, the floral pantsuit. But this was a sequin, as, as One River Mike on Twitter says, a sequin black and white dazzler. This was a blazer-esque mini dress. Yeah. With black and white sequins, it shimmered, it shined. There was some light uh, shoulder padding, I believe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Spring has sprung in Toronto, and Arissa's not afraid to show a little leg. This look was cabaret-esque. It was sparkling. It was dazzling. It was hot. Absolutely. There was a (laughs) diagonal pattern on it the upper half was silver the bottom half was black and uh it was a fucking bold look it was i mean here's the thing though the silver and black it actually didn't feel very like maybe spring has sprung in the legs department but i felt color wise (laughs) i felt color wise it was like a new year's eve dress yeah, you're right. It was black it's and still silver. actually pretty chilly. That's why she had to keep it buttoned up up top. Oh, you know, yeah. it's actually quite she put to go home afterwards, she's putting on her root sweatpants, pocket on the outside. Oh yeah. And she's just driving home in that baby. <laughs> it's how cold is it in, in Canada right now? <laughs> so today it's actually gorgeous weather. It's so warm. And by that I mean it's fifty-two degrees. Uh Okay. Oh, that's nice. It's nice. It's really nice. It's sunny. I'm going to go sit in a park, you know, drink some rosé. Oh, fantastic. Lovely. So Austin's gone and then they had another. And now here's the fun part. And we saw this on. Here's the really fun part. We saw this on the episode. Our new HOH is your girl, Beth. Death to all Beths. Ugh. <laughs> Beth. <laughs> the true villain Beth? of the season. I know. I'm excited, actually, because I was thinking that. I was like, she really has the potential. I, she's actually very likable, and I'm still so confused. I, I'm not complaining, I guess. I'm just truly befuddled at the fact that she's in a love triangle 
where both of the other people in the triangle do not mind. <laughs> they don't begrudge her. There's no hard feelings. Everyone's just fine with it. So I do want to back up just a little bit earlier on the on the Thursday night episode. Austin campaigns to Beth and is like, is there like, you know, is there a world in which you would vote to save me here? You got to think about your own game here. Um Braden staying is going to be good for the guys. Braden has a better connection to the guys, to Jed and Ty, than you do to to Braden. Mm -hmm. And Beth kind of has to think about it. She knows that Jed is Ty's number one, especially after right. you know it's been clear to Ty that he's he's lost, he's lost the fight for Beth Beth's affection. Is Beth Ty's number one? I'm sorry, Jed's number one. Like. She might be as we as we spoke about last week on our brilliant isos award winning isosceles segment. <laughs> like she might be, I said that. Oh, okay. Well, the odd person out on this of this love triangle might be the first to go home. And you said no, no, no. The odd person out might be the one female in this situation, <laughs> and the two guys might pair up and it might have more allegiance to each other than the one who's actually hooking up with Beth. So uh, that's a question that we kind of need to have answered soon. We know Jed is Ty's number one. Is Ty Jed's number one or is Beth Jed's number one? I'm really interested to see what, what happens. Obviously, we're not going to fully understand that this week because they're just going to be sitting pretty yeah. eating their spaghetti sauce. But – <laughs> oh, God. I know. But <laughs> it's something to think about here as we enter the end game as it, and as we come to the – understanding that these three people are going to be very involved in whatever the final five people in the house yeah. looks like. Yeah, it was a good, I, I'm glad you brought it up because that was a good moment. And I thought a good um, move on Austin's part obviously didn't save her, but it was something that Beth should start considering. Listen, if they're going to get, if they're going to cut the guy, one of the guys of the triangle, fine, but they better start vocalizing that and making it clear. Um, but really it doesn't matter this week because Beth is safe because she's HOH and you know, whose ass is in trouble. Shall we go to spoiler town? Yes, please. Go away. If you don't like spoilers, we'll talk to you <laughs> next week. Okay. They're gone. So, so, you know, Austin said it, karma's a bitch and it's going to come back. Victoria was riding high she was thinking she was the best, one of the best players to ever grace. And listen, so far she's been great, but she's got a little blind spot and it was, she had the opportunity last week to take care of it and she didn't. Beth. Beth nominated Rohan and Tara. Interesting nominations. Very interesting. And Rohan, Comp Beast, Vito King. We love it. One Vito. We love we it. Love it. Obviously, will take himself stop down. Stop wasting your nominations is, on him. Just stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just he, you're, if you want to get him out, you're going to have to backdoor him. Well, speaking of backdoor, it's seeming like it's Victoria's time to meet the door. Interesting. So I haven't been keeping up. Yep. Other than going to Joker's updates right before we tape and just seeing who has the little <laughs> the little icon sex to their heads. Yeah. I was I was just like, oh gosh, this just means like it's going to be a Tina and Tara. You know, thing Tara might go home because she's kind of spunkier. Mm -hmm. um, so, but there's going to be a Victoria backdoor. 
That's what I've been reading on Twitter. Interesting. I mean, how fun is that? Not that I want, I, I don't know if I'm ready for Victoria to actually go home. I think we'll be missing her, but I do think Victoria on the block after the couple of weeks she's had would be very amusing. Oh my God, the crying, the accu- yeah. accusatory, the chaos. The, the chaos, the spinning things. I, I, I really enjoy watching her as a player. I, I found last week questionable. Sometimes she does stuff and I'm like, you really that pissed off at Austin? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, like, she was hurt. I don't know. Person. I don't I don't totally love when people like go into a like a bedroom by themselves and they do the whole like hype speak, like, yeah, I came from yeah. the bottom. <laughs> Fuck you. And our Goliaths was shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Excuse me. Um well. Yeah, wow. In this economy. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But she's she's Victoria is great. Like I don't know I, I, why would I pick out like little individual things to look at. Um, can I can I give you a little Joker's Joker's uh, rankings of of how please how people yeah I would love that. So on day thirty four, which is <laughs> the mo- which is the most recent day, uh, the top two uh, most popular people in the house are Kyle. Awkward King Kyle <laughs> and Sexy okay. Queen Austin are number two. Wait, but but they're gone. Well, but not okay. not from our hearts. Not forgotten. Okay, go go on. Princess Di is still in our hearts. <laughs> it's true. That's true. <laughs> Rohan is number three. Okay. Ter- uh, Tina is four. Yeah. Brayden is five. Tara sure. is six. Julie hanging on in seven. Remember her? <laughs> yeah, I do. Ty actually. is eight. Josh, uh-huh. the king. <laughs> the dope king of Vancouver, <laughs> of the PN Dubs, is 10. And then okay. in the bottom half, the bottom, uh, we're in the double digits now. Uh, Jed, Beth, Victoria. Ooh, not looking good for Victoria. And wow. then ultimate disrespect. <laughs> Latoya is number 13 and Kiefer <laughs> is in the bottom. Wow. Why do people hate Kiefer? I don't know. So I actually I think, think very amusing. I think there's the possibility of a Kiefer win. Like, I think a, a Kiefer win yeah. is actually a lot more open than some of the other, than Tina or Tara, for example, for Braden, like es- for Rohan. Especially now that his biggest hater, Kyle, is gone. I think us. I mean, I think Kyle. I mean, I think Kiefer. <laughs> see, that's how forgettable forgettable he is. He just is gonna fly into the radar. But notice how he played Victoria so pitch perfect, and he she trusts him enough that he's the one person she told that she's H-O- she was invisible H O H. He was stroking that ego. He knew exactly what to say, and that's what she needed in that moment. Where he was like, "Damn, you're one of the greats. You're one of the. You really are." One it's of the sometimes greatest good to be a time. fucking loser nerd. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. No, it's, it's, I mean, the same thing with, with um, you know, Isosceles. He's hanging out with them and he's like, oh, you guys are so hot. You guys are so <laughs> hot and so much better at this than me. Oh, my God. Jed and Ty and Beth. Oh, my God. You all make out with each other. I couldn't even imagine making out with the ugliest <laughs> of you. You're all so attractive. I'm just like so lucky to clean up your spaghetti sauce. <laughs> 
And then <laughs> Tina and Tara are like, oh, you guys are like my mom. You guys are like so my mom. Like, I don't think Wait. he's ever done any of this stuff, but like he's really the, the worst thing that couldn't that can happen to him is if Tina and Tara like start comparing notes with like mm-hmm. Beth and Jed and they're like, wait, oh, he's as close with Tina and Tara. If not, like I, could Kiefer is Kiefer like very much in line to be knocked out at like final four? Absolutely. But if he has like the sort of Steve Moses thing where he's kind of just like floating along on the edge right until the end and then just pulls out like two HOH wins in the final two weeks, like that's it. He's in final two. And you know what? If he's up against Ty, yeah. who like hasn't won anything for whatever reason, but has gotten far along by not being by not being in a relationship with Beth. And, you know, he'll get the Beth and Jed votes in the end, but everyone else will like Tina and Tara will vote for Kiefer, that'll cancel it out. And everyone else will be like, you know, Kiefer's a cool guy. He, yeah. you know, he was he was loyal to who he was loyal with. He he was really down in the dumps the first half of the game, being nominated a few times, and he pulled through. He's got an interesting backstory. He, so I I see it for Kiefer. Watch him get evicted next week. But like, <laughs> I think I can see it too. Wait, I do want to bring up one last thing. Yes. Oof! Did you feel that? A chill in the air. Wait. Look outside. Is it in the room? It's is that snow I see? Wait, I hear a distant sound of jingle bells. Is it could oh! it possibly be Christmas has entered the Big Brother Canada house in the form of Tara? I, I saw <laughs> I saw the spirit of Christmas come out a little this week. Did you do you know what I'm talking about? It was oh, when she like, was pissed. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> I loved that so much. <laughs> it was a side of her we hadn't seen yet. It was like. Victoria told her like, oh yeah, you were going to be maybe one of the people going up on the block. And suddenly, sweet Tara of Tara and, um, and what's her name? She evicted her own blood. (laughs) She she turned and I saw the smoke and she even said like, they haven't seen me mad yet. No one wants to see me angry. And I was like, oh my God. Bramden, you're evicted for spilling your Cheerios. Get the fuck out of my house. The spirit of Christmas reared its ugly head. You know why I picked her in in MFK at the beginning of the season. I know. I I just loved it. Want to make sure you clocked it? Oh, I fucking made a big Ben out of that. (laughs) Well, that's pretty much it for BB Can. Um, Actually, Big we'll Ben see. is the name of the bell inside the tower. It's not the <laughs> Big Ben is not the name of the clock. Um, but we'll see what happens next week. It might be a back, Victoria backdoor. It might be something else entirely. We will just have to wait and see. Thank you all so much for listening. You can always tweet at us at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. Um, and that's pretty much it for us, isn't it? You love to see it. We don't have any questions. The biggest the biggest oh, yeah. request and question was about the outfit. So yeah, we, we no, did we chat did about hit that. that. All right. We love it. We love it. We love Canada. You know, in maybe six to eight weeks, you'll it'll start warming up there. So, you know, get those uh get those swimsuit orders in now and <laughs> uh 
yeah, that's that's it. Thank you very much at Hey Julie BB. Hey Julie Big Brother at gmail.com. Just just hit us up. Hit us up there. And uh Bye. Bye, Julie. Bye, Arissa. Bye, Arissa. <laughs> Spring break.